0: You wanna radio You got the best The hottest radio show in the world. Heroes what a world.
1: Heroes 101 radio your one-stop shop for a bit of positivity and optimism you know i never know how nightbug is going to start the show but i w- <laughs> i wasn't expecting uh, i wasn't expecting a little clip of kiss there at the beginning although it is apt as we will explain in a minute so um as usual i'm Spector, the uh, guy from the New York initiative your host from the east coast and i am joined as ever by uh, one and a half co-hosts from the west coast uh, as as always we have uh, we have the friendly neighbourhood nightbug on the soundboards. Good evening, sir. Oh, that
2: wasn't such a chore, no, was it?
1: It wasn't such a chore. And uh, I say one and a half co-hosts from the west coast because uh, my lovely co-host rock and roll is down with laryngitis at the moment. So uh, as much as she is in the house, she's probably not going to be talking too much.
0: Bell!
3: Bell! Bell! Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a go, but. Nobody wants to listen compared to your dulcet tones, no one wants to hear this half voice all night. So yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna be on the chat room and I'll throw a few questions in when I can, but otherwise I'm really not supposed to be talking too much. Because much to the I'm uh be on the chat room and I'll throw a few Oh questions. much to the happiness of a uh, night bugs. Blah blah blah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Well, good evening. Good evening, Nightbug and Rock and Roll. So, as Rock said, if you want to, you want to chat to us in the chat room. We have the the chat room open on the Blog Talk Radio page right now. Welcome to the people who are who are rolling in there right now. And uh, we also have the phone lines open if you want to call in and talk to us old school on the air.
0: We are on
1: area code three four seven three two six nine eight two seven. That's 347-326-9827, and you just need to hit one if you want to ask us a question. Um, so, uh, so, Rock and Bug, how have things been going over there in San Francisco?
4: Very good, very good.
3: Really well. Yeah. I, rainy, rainy and uh, uh, busy. We've got a homeless outreach big one, a val- third annual Valentine's Day one this, uh, this Sunday. Um, in Berkeley, California. So we're, we're prepping up for that. How's it going with you over in our favorite New York, New York, which we'll be coming to in May, I believe.
1: Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's all going good here. We've, uh, we've been involved in politics again after our last show, which got really political. The last like, three shows have got really political um, we were out uh, marching on uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday this weekend, um, in defence of immigrants, refugees, and, and it, it's been it's been amazing
0: mm-hmm.
1: public outpouring of, of support for minority groups. So uh, very cool, and we have our own uh, our own homeless stuff going on this week as well in New York. So uh, lots happening here too. Um,
3: yeah, you guys rocking it. I've been seeing.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, you guys haven't been quiet. I I saw you guys did a charity, um, or was it a benefit gig? You did two benefit gigs, really, was it, over the weekend?
3: Yes, and that's why I lost my voice. I'm in a Nine Inch Nails cover band, and um, I was actually down with the flu. um, And on the third day of being down with the flu, I I thought, I feel better enough to do the gig. We did the gig, so we were in two bands. But I think the Nine Inch Nails cover band just blew my voice out completely. So, but yeah, it was it was for a good cause, our Alameda Food Bank over here. Um, yeah, lots of fun, lots of fun.
4: <laughs> I think this is traditionally becoming the time of year where Rock ignores my advice and then pays for it later, because last year about this time she was uh, she was in a wheelchair.
1: Ah, uh, I was going to come back to the wheelchair story because that is a pretty cool cosplay story that I want to I want to come back and explain in in a minute. But um, so cosplay, I wanted to just just set the scene for anyone who's who's dialed in, um, who doesn't know what to expect from this episode. And they were like, "You guys were doing politics last week, and now all you're going to do is talk about dressing up," and I don't get it. So um, let me just say, I I love cosplay, and the reason I love cosplay is my day job is. Relatively stressful, and and I'm not talking like military stressful. I don't stand there in front of a gun protecting our country. I don't even go out on the street as a firefighter or a policeman. You know, it's not that kind of stressful. When I say relatively stressful, I mean busy. A lot of you know, like most people are. I go and I do a day job, and it's hectic. And I come home and I think, wow, that was that was a busy day job. And it's relentless, but it's also very very conformist. Anyone who works in Midtown Manhattan. You know, everybody looks the same. Everyone has the same haircut. They wear the same suit. You know, especially guys. There's, there's very, it, it's, it's very much uh, people in a mould. Um, you look at, uh, you know, Alice Cooper's song "Clones." You look at the cover of that, and it looks, uh, looks like that on the train some days. And, and you may, for those people who know me, I, I don't look like that. I've uh, got long red hair. <laughs> just Look kind of different. Anyway, and not that I'm saying people are clones, but there's certainly a look. And, um, and it grinds you down after a while, but. For me, I love getting away for a weekend to even the smallest comic book conventions and just living a life of fantasy, dressing up as a Jedi, as a superhero character, as a Ghostbuster, you know, whatever it is. And there's something so liberating about that, just leaving the day-to-day grind, the conformist look behind, you know, leaving the suit at home and, and putting on a very, very different kind of suit. And... um I and, and I've only been doing this for a couple of years myself. I'd never been to a comic book convention at all before two years ago, and I'm not a kid. <laughs> and uh, and I, I met our guest, who uh, is listening to me ramble on incoherently. I met our guest for the first time about two years ago at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con in my first ever cosplay competition. And this was the second ever convention I'd ever been to. Um, Great Philadelphia Comic Con just outside Philly. It's called the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. It's not the largest thing you've ever seen. It's it's a pretty small one. Um, and I was dressed up as Ragnar Lothbrok from the TV show Vikings. Um, my wife was dressed up as the mayor from Animal Crossing, the the video game. Um, and we went up and did our first cosplay competition. And we did pretty horribly because people had put in a ton of effort. We just bought a couple of things from a secondhand store, and we we had a good time with it. But uh, our guest tonight was the judge on that uh, on that competition. Um, and I've got to say, I love cosplay, but this guy does it better than uh, better than most people I know and is one of the best in the business. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce one of my heroes of cosplay, to coin a term, uh, Ruby Renexo from Planet Ruby. Good evening,
2: sir.
0: Hey, how
1: you doing? What's going on? Uh, how was that for an intro? Did I pick you up enough or...? How's everyone doing over there? Doing good, doing good. Thanks, man. Good. So I, you, you're, a, you're a fellow New Yorker with me, as you can tell by the accent, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, you have uh, one of the most recognizable New York accents I've ever heard. Sure.
1: Yeah, for, forget
2: about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> New York by way of London, right? A little,
1: a little, um, something like that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, Ruby, welcome. I uh, and I appreciate you coming on the show. It's good, uh, good having you on.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks. I really appreciate it.
1: So, I I guess before we got into the whole cosplay thing, I wanted to chat to you about something I didn't know about you until we started arranging the show, which is Kiss Nation. Oh.
0: Yeah, Uh-oh. I um, uh
1: what's that? I had no idea you were you were in this uh, this Kiss cover band. So, uh, <laughs> I I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to hear how how Kiss Nation came about and and how you got involved in it because you've been involved for quite a while, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, actually Oh God, I'm dating myself, but yeah, I've been in the band for about uh, 20 years. Yeah, can you believe that?
1: And have you always been uh, been a musical type, or was this uh, did you just get into music for kids? Oh, actually, uh, well, my family.
2: I grew up with music all my life, and my family were musicians. as a, As I was growing up, uh, they were they were in bands. Uh, you know. T- touring, and touring the nation, uh, touring the country, playing nightclubs uh, all over the place back in the '70s and '80s when I was just a, a young pup.
1: Really? What what kind of music did they play?
2: Uh, well, back they were playing top forty music back at that time. Um, it was you know your '70s disco, funk, R and B, uh, that sort of stuff. You know, uh, Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Rod Stewart, El- Elton John, all that stuff from the from that era.
1: Wow! Wow! Very cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I kind of grew up with music basically all my life.
1: Right, and did, I mean, were you were you playing instruments? Were you singing? What what was your your particular specialization when you were a kid?
2: Well, when I was a child, <laughs> I played the tambourine until they kicked me <laughs> off their stage. <laughs> yeah. So. Until club owners didn't really appreciate like a like a six year old on stage with their with their hired band, yeah. <laughs> I played the, the, the tambourine, but no, I. Um, in terms of uh, instruments, I started off with the drums and then I moved up to guitar, and I've been playing guitar ever since for for a whole lot of
1: years. Nice, nice. And uh, and so, so, how did how did Kiss Nation come about? Was that. Uh... Was that something you created or you stepped into?
2: No, actually, I'm. I am the last, uh, I guess, remaining original <laughs> member, uh, original member of Kiss Nation uh, to this day. Um, I've always been a huge, huge, huge Kiss fan, Kiss fan for uh, almost my entire life since the age of four, and um, uh, I guess back somewhere around the mid '90s. It was me and some local friends uh, that loved KISS and we had like KISS costumes that we made and we both, and we all pretty much ironically just happened to play the instruments of the characters that we dressed as. So that's, we just kind of fell into it that way.
3: You know, I got to say something here, um, Ruby, even even with my laryngitis, I every time that me and my brother and sisters, because we we're huge freaking Kiss fans, and that tells you how old I am too. But um, I always dressed up as Ace Freely, so I loved seeing the picture of you up there. He was oh, my he, guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I was a, I was a, obviously a big uh, Space Ace really fan myself. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I understand. Yeah. Ace, <laughs> Ace was always uh, going up. Ace, The Spaceman was always my favorite, I guess, KISS character, you know, uh, because I always loved comic books and sci-fi. And to me, you know, as a kid growing up, even as a small child, to me he was the one that had, like, the coolest name. I mean, when you're a kid, the name Ace is pretty cool. I mean, Gene or Paul, they're not cool names for kids. (laughs) <laughs> they're no. cool. Co- nope. they're great. They're great guys. But in terms of names, to so a kid Ace—that's a cool name, you know. So, uh, and he was the guy from outer space, and he, and uh, that was the that was the one that I was always like, gra- I always gravitated to that that particular character because I
1: I love comic books. I love science fiction.
3: Yep. Yep. Same here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so. So, KISS Nation, you you guys have done pretty well for yourself over the years, right? I mean, I I could see, you know, you're one of the most respected uh, KISS tribute acts out there in the U.S., from what I could see.
2: I mean, I guess so. I mean, there are a lot of other KISS tribute bands that have done quite well for themselves, too. Uh, We're pretty lucky. We've uh, had the opportunity to uh, do a lot of cool things that some other KISS tribute bands haven't. Um, It's just a matter of luck, maybe. Uh, We've... uh, done stuff with gene and paul kissed themselves they've asked us to do things for them and you know when they ask we can't say no so you know <laughs> exactly well, oh kind of,
3: man right
2: <laughs> so uh you know it's lucky I mean, i i would probably guess maybe it's because we're from new york city and you know i guess there's a lot of people in that have connections in new york and we're just i guess easier to, to to be accessible with i don't know i don't know but uh i guess uh we've been lucky to have a lot of opportunities with that band with, with uh, as Kiss Nation. So I'm, I'm thankful. It's been, a, it's been a ride.
1: It's been a great yeah. ride it Glad you to, to be part any, of it. Any, any big things coming up that you want to plug that uh, people might be... And, and you know what? I, I'm desperate to come along to a gig now that I know about it myself. So uh, be, you it. anything you want to share with anyone else?
2: Well, you got a, a couple of things. you got to uh, connect with us on Facebook under Kiss Nation NYC. And also... Um, check out KissNation.com, which is our main website. Uh, In regards to gigs, we're still working that out right now. Uh, Hopefully we'll have some stuff uh, for the summer and and later in the year after that. Nothing etched in stone just yet. There's uh, some things floating around. There's some opportunities here and there, but uh, we we hope to make them concrete uh, somewhat soon. But check us out at KissNation.com or on Facebook at KissNationNYC.
1: Nice, nice. So I, I've got to. I've been chomping at the bit to get onto this subject, but I've got to go there now. So I am. Um, I, I was out in California. How many years ago was this, Rock and Bug? Two, two years ago. I was out in California for a big event out there. Right? Do you, do you know the one I'm referring to?
3: Oh, I, I, was it the Easter Egg Hunt? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember.
1: I'm, uh, I'm thinking of a particular we wedding, which was a, a Star Wars themed wedding. Um, and uh, so my my two co-hosts Rock and Burg on here um, got married out in uh, in the East Bay in San Francisco and had the most amazing Star Wars themed wedding. And when I heard Star <laughs> Wars themed wedding, it blew my mind just the concept. And it was much better in practice than it was in my head. Um, <laughs> but Rock was walked down the aisle by Darth Vader. And wait, a minute,
2: wait, a hold on! It wasn't a kiss themed wedding.
1: No, no, this was <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss would have fit um, in well there though, right? <laughs>
0: oh,
2: we played we we have. played weddings, we've done weddings by the way, our our band occasion. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that would man. be fun! I oh, yeah.
3: I would have freaking loved that. I would have danced to Detroit Rock City, every re- I don't care, <laughs> Headbang, everything. Yep.
1: Sure. Sure. But in in this case, it was just boring old Star Wars, nothing (laughs) fancy. Um, Boring (laughs) old Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) So, So Darth Vader's walking rock down the aisle, Yoda's officiating the ceremony, and flanking the aisle, we have Mandalorians from the Mandalorian Mercs, and we have the 501st flanking the aisle as rocks walking down. And one of the most impressive sights I've ever seen in my life. It was incredible. Um, wait,
3: wait, 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 wait! I have to interject here. He's being modest. Okay, so Darth Vader did walk me down the aisle, and we did have the 501st and the Mandalorian mercs there. But he's he's neglecting to tell you that he was dressed as this amazing Sith Lord, and he had he had an actual working lightsaber there. You know that could cut people up. And he was our uh, our guard. He walked in front of Darth Vader and I. It was it was pretty amazing. I think our pictures are are pretty awesome. And uh, Nightbug really Bu- Night and I, instead of a first dance, we had a lightsaber yeah. um, duel that we uh, learned over in the uh, Jedi Knights Lightsaber Academy. Yeah, which, uh, which no, I not won. Jedi Knights, Golden Gate Knights. Golden Gate
4: Knights.
3: Yeah. Lightsaber
4: which, Academy. Which I won, right?
3: You won. You cheated.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. That's why.
2: I always, you guys sound—you guys sound like a bunch of nerds. <laughs> oh yeah!
3: Holy crap! We are so nerdy. It's yeah. We just have nerds tattooed on our forehead.
2: <laughs> oh, hold on! I got—I got a question. I got a question. Which?
1: Uh, who did I meet at the at uh, the at, uh, great Philadelphia Comic Con? Which one of you? That—that was me. So that was Simon, as in uh, AKA Spectre, and
2: that—that so was, that was you. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we All met right. there when I was Ragnar Lothbrok. We also met at another Comic Con, I think maybe the Mohican Sun Connecticut one, possibly. Uh Where sure. was was uh, old Luke Skywalker with a robot hand. My daughter was okay. eight. another daughter was Rey, and my wife was General Leia. We did a whole family cosplay. Did you Did you join the contest at the at that show? At yes, Mohegan we did. Con? Yeah,
2: yeah, okay. and it,
1: yeah. We didn't win again, but we did. We did better that time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I
1: think I remember you
2: from Mohegan Sun. I'm not quite sure if I remember you from uh from Philly though. So.
1: You know, the Mohegan Sun actually the, the the second day was a big unveiling. We did a whole Ghostbusters cosplay with like working pro compact and my youngest daughter was in a seven and a half or an eight foot tall, um, inflatable Mr. Staypuff Marshmallow Man costume. Mm. And there was a mm-hmm. there was a working Iron Man armor, like a Hulkbuster armor, stomping around the floor. And my daughter, Wait, was eleven years hold old, was fighting it with hold. a play-puff costume.
2: So Spectre or Thadman or whatever your name is. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're married, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Is, is your wife Ellie? Yes. <laughs> yes I indeed. know who you are. Finally, I'm connecting the dots here. <laughs> Now I'm connecting the dots. Yes, I remember you from uh, from Ohegan Sun, son. Yes. Uh,
1: well, it's it's an honor, considering how many people you must meet in crazy costumes.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's an honor to be here with you guys, man.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So let, let me let me ask then. Going back to the 501st and our geeky Star Wars obsession, I believe you were a member at some point, right?
2: I am still a uh, current. Card-carrying member. In fact, I just got like a a ten-year a, a award uh, wow. this past uh, this past uh, December for our annual uh, holiday holiday dinner. Yeah, I've been in the five hundred first since two thousand wow. and five, two
0: thousand
2: five, and I'm uh, I'm still in it uh, uh, ever since. I'm actually I'm actually a part of uh the five oh first and the rebel legion as well. The Rebel Legion is the good guys, basically. where the Five O First are the Imperials, the Rebel Legion are, you know, the the Jedi's, your 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 rebel <laughs> rebel pilots. The good
1: characters. Uh oh, I mean, the good guys, yes, yes. So but, what uh, what do you personally dress as 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 in, in the Rebel Legion? In the Rebel
2: Legion, i I my Rebelligian costume is my Chewbacca. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm on stilts and I'm like seven and a half feet with with that big big suit on, and uh, yeah, that's one of the that's one of the most, uh, I guess, uh, fun costumes to wear for me at at conventions. It's it's my Chewbacca and people people tend to enjoy it and have a good time with it.
1: Yeah, I have to say I've seen you in the the Chewbacca costume and the General Grodd costume, which is similarly hairy and very very tall. And man, they they look so fun.
2: Oh, you saw Grodd? You saw you saw me as Grodd, huh?
1: Yes, yeah, I think I've even got a photo going way back for a, a couple of years ago as, with you in the Grodd costume. But uh, okay. that, that's yeah. an awesome one as well.
2: Thank you, thank you. I I've, I made both of those. Uh, the suits on those basically the same technique but you know obviously different color hair
1: right right um so so the the 501st then did I mean did you did he make the whole stormtrooper costume how how does that work well the 501st
2: uh I, my Stormtrooper outfit is was a kit it was a kit and probably um that's usually the way that most of the 50, 501st uh, stormtroopers uh, enroll themselves. They have uh, they get kits online and they put them together. Ah, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and they're all pretty much green accurate. They're all pretty, and they, well, they have to be because they have to be judged and, and and graded, and you have to submit photos to be approved and all that. And uh, yeah, that's and that's how they gain the reputation for for these amazing, accurate uh, costumes because uh, the, the approval level is so high.
1: And, and what, what kind of stuff do they do in terms of the charity work? I mean, I believe it's like what, kids' hospitals and things that they go around in, in full costume, is that it?
2: Yeah, well, it's, hosp- it's any any charity, you know, leg- legitimate charity you can think of, you know, there's AIDS Walk, you know, there's Toys for Tots, there's hospital visits, Library visits, uh, you know, school-related uh, uh, events, those those sort of things.
1: Right, right. And I mean, is it? I guess I'm just thinking if I if I was a sick kid in a hospital, I might, you know, seeing stormtroopers might be the coolest thing I've ever seen, or possibly the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Does it ever <laughs> go that way? Well,
2: I mean, we would we would <laughs> assume we would assume that the the parent would probably be a a good judge of that before giving the 501st a call.
1: I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so but it's,
2: uh, but I, I have to say that the, the 501st, being in the 501st, that was, that is, I have to credit the 501st Legion for being the gateway for me into the world of, of cosplay and conventions and that whole sort of thing. Um, I didn't. I was never really going into conventions or participating in any convention activities up until I joined the 501st, and that just opened the door to just you know meeting people and and uh, get, gaining ideas of different sort of costumes to do, stepping out of the Star Wars sort of arena and doing comic book costumes or pop culture related costumes, that sort of thing. Uh, if it wasn't for the Five O First, I would, you know, I wouldn't have access, or probably the knowledge, or the connections to know people or to get into that sort of thing.
1: Right, right. And how how did you get into the Five O First out of interest?
2: I went to Star Wars Celebration three oh, in man. two in two thousand five, and that was in Indianapolis, and and I. I just went there. I didn't have like any costumes or whatever, but you know I was a big Star Wars, uh not still am. And I wanted to go to this huge, huge, huge Star Wars um, Star Wars uh, event. And when I went there, the first thing I I saw when I showed up was just an army of hundreds of stormtroopers marching together, and like they were like they just walked out of the film, and I never saw that. I'd never saw that before in my life. And I thought, this is how naive or ignorant I was. I'd never heard of the 501st. I thought they were, you know, paid Lucasfilm actors or something like that. Until someone pointed out that that was a, a global costuming fan club that anybody can join. And, and as soon as I found that out, I just had to ask a billion questions. Because I just want to know, how, how can I do this? I want to be one of those guys. I got to do that now. Tell me now. Tell me now. I got to know. So that's that was my introduction to the 501st, which is seeing them at uh, Star Wars Celebration in 2005.
4: Right. So what right. was your first uh, cosplay for the 501st? It was a Stormtrooper. Oh, it was Stormtrooper. A Stormtrooper. Just a, a straight-up uh, vanilla Stormtrooper or a specialty one or?
2: I don't know, it's uh your, your your typical uh standard what they call in in the Star Wars universe your T K. Uh your standard T K, standard Stormtrooper. Uh the basic white one. It's it's still it's still literally my only five oh first official costume. It's just Stormtrooper. I still have that.
4: Excellent. I've I thought uh, about get getting to, it uh, into getting into uh, it myself for years, but uh I could never quite scrape together all the dough at once.
2: <laughs> well, if you ever joined the Five O First, if you ever got your foot wet and, and dove right in, got yourself a suit, it's it's worth it. I mean the the experiences are, are priceless. It's a lot of fun.
4: Definitely, definitely.
1: Man, I'm uh, I'm thinking, bug. You and I need to, you and I need to be uh, enlisting pretty soon. You know what though? I I always looked at the the Five O First and and obviously extremely cool as to what they do as an organisation. But I looked at them and thought I don't want to be a bad guy. Um, but then I looked at the Mandalorian mercs and thought they're bad guys, but they're so so awesome. They're like you know the the buckets they wear, like the capes. Some of them have swords and like. Animal scratches on the costumes—they just look awesome, and uh, yeah. But uh, then I also looked at how freaking hard those costumes are to make, and thought maybe not right now.
2: Well, I, I always—I have a lot of—I have a lot of, I, I have a lot of um, friends that are Mandalorian works, and and I always, you know, kind of give them a rough time because I always say that Boba Fett is the world's most uh, glorified film extra not <laughs> 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 right I mean honestly like how many lines did he have in the movies
4: yeah he
2: didn't have any lines in, in Return of the Jedi he just screamed and he got beat by a blind man
1: with a stick yeah right. I wonder if maybe the only speaking parts he had were in the prequels right as a kid right, right. well he
2: had he had lines in the Empire Strikes Back he had speaking lines in Empire Strikes Back
1: Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, in the yeah. carbon freezing chamber. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, right,
2: right. But you
1: know, he's he's very he's a very cool he's a, he's an
2: awesome like iconic character. The the, the the costume is great, It's fantastic. But you know, I just like to tease my friends and and just say the the guy had no lines and barely any lines in the movie. <laughs> he's an extra. <laughs> right. But but I'm just teasing. I'm just making fun. Well,
4: I think the fun distinction. Uh, well, one, uh, one of our guys, actually, um, he used to be uh, a real-life superhero. Uh, and Spectre knows who I'm talking about. This guy got into the Mandalorian mercs and just kind of disappeared into it. I mean, he that's all he does now. He's hes hes studying uh, costuming and such. Uh, and he, he's, he just won't stop. It's amazing he, now the kind of stuff he's doing. Oh, who is he? Uh, his his name's uh, his name's Freddy. He used to um he used to do a character based off of Moon Knight. Okay. Um, but uh, he it's just it's insane. I I've forgotten already how many versions of uh, Mandalorian mercs he's done, and now he's doing things like uh, <clears throat> constructing Daleks from Doctor Who, um all all kind of props and and cosplay things. He's really awesome. He's got his own
5: website now. Wow! Wow!
1: That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. <clears throat> so um. I guess okay. Talking of uh, talking of cosplay, then let's get into so let's get into cosplay. So, I, I, Ruby, do you, do you make all of your own costumes, or, or do you have other people make some for you these days?
2: Uh my costumes are
1: pretty much uh,
2: sometimes made by me, <laughs> sometimes sometimes made by my wife, and sometimes. Uh, commissioned by uh, other uh, prop builders that are much more talented than myself, and a lot of times, many many of my costumes are a combination of all three. Oh. So, you know, I do what I can, and the stuff that I can't do, uh, I'll I'll see if I can get help. You know, that's uh, but I try to. If you if you look at the some of the costumes that I do, uh, uh, my main objective basically is I want, I, I really like to do, I guess, the non-marketers. I like to do the B or C level characters. Uh, characters that you won't think of right away to do, but characters that are in the back of your head that you do remember. Uh, the point being is that I, I don't want to be just for myself, I don't want to be the, the 200th Superman that walks in at a convention. I mean, there, there's a lot of great Superman cosplayers that, and fantastic ones, and I know I just there's no need for me to be another Superman. You know, I'd rather be the one Gorilla Grodd that walks into a convention. You know, <laughs> uh, I'd rather be the one man bat that walks into a convention, uh, or the one Solomon Grundy or whatever. You know, I like to do the rare characters. That's that's my hook. I guess that would be my niche, my cosplay niche.
1: Yeah, you know, I I felt the same. That the last convention I went to, it was the uh, Rhode Island convention in November, and sure, we we, uh, we took we actually did four Ghostbusters plus Slimer plus Mr. Stay Puft and. I was so stoked! Like I'd built the proton packs from scratch. They had working lights and everything. You know, they looked great, and you know, the the um, the jumpsuits were movie accurate, and and we had all these great props, and um, and we got there, and there were so many other Ghostbusters, <laughs> and uh, you know, I kind of went from woohoo to ah, really, and you know, people kept saying, "Are you part of like the the Rhode Island Ghostbusters?" No, we're not. We just did this ourselves. And it was, you know, yeah. it's. it's...
2: It doesn't really matter as long as you're having fun, you know if you have fun it doesn't you know go ahead, be a ghostbuster it doesn't matter if you're the you know the the five hundredth ghostbuster you know it's it's, yeah. it's all it's all fun it's just my personal taste. I find that just for me in terms of um, um i guess logic and rationale the the hobby of cosplaying is 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 an expensive one. It can be an expensive one. It's a laboring one. It's a time-consuming one. And, you know, it's, there are financial aspects to it. So with all that work in mind, for me personally, it doesn't make sense to just wear something to blend in with, with everyone else. You know, why do I want to work so hard just to be – you know, the the, ne- the next, the the 200 the same character that you see all the time. So I try to do, you know, step one is to think of something different. Think of something different, and that's, that's my go-to idea. That's what I do. Right. But, but having said that, there are a lot of people that excel in, in the, the costumes that, uh, that everyone knows. I mean, there are a lot of great Batman cosplayers there. There's a lot of great Superman cosplayers. There's a lot of great, you know, Spider-Man cosplayers out there. there, there a lot of them are really, really good and really good and accurate, too. Uh, but for me, it's not my cup of tea just to be the, the marquee character of whatever hit Marvel movie that's out in the summer. That's that's right. just my own. That's all my own. That's just my own personal mantra. That's all.
1: Yeah, you know <laughs> as, as well. I maybe it's an ego thing. I, I'm not that egotistical in my day to day life, so maybe I'm a, I can afford it once in a while in a comic book convention. But I, I uh-huh. love. Like, I like to be wearing a costume that when you walk in, people say, "Holy crap! Let's take a photo with that guy." You know, and uh, there's, there's something cool about just uh, you know be, being that niche and being that unique that people, that people really stop and stare in an environment where they're surrounded by the weird and the wacky and the wonderful already. You know, that, that, that's a pretty cool thing. Oh
4: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a lot of fun. Yeah, totally.
4: And I'm actually, so, yeah. uh, I think it was last year, Rock, or was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. I don't do a lot of cosplaying myself. Um, but this year I decided to go to a convention dressed as uh, daredevil, uh, pre-red suit from the Netflix show. Yeah oh, the black suit. Yeah, the black suit, the, the quote-unquote ninja suit. And I was not ready for the amount of people that were stopping me, asking for pictures. I thought I thought there would be like 50 daredevils just exactly like I was. And I think I saw maybe one other guy um, dressed like me. But the thing was, I had someone with me who was over six foot tall and dressed as the kingpin, so we got a lot of picture requests, and it was it was kind of fun and a little daunting trying to make it through the crowd and actually do things and and still and so still you, uh, you know were you, were you were you
2: were you were you hanging out with this with this kingpin while you were wearing your Daredevil outfit?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, he he was a family member, so uh, he, he oh. came with us and and hung okay. out with us pretty much the whole time.
2: Let me, let me suggest something to you. If you have not done this bo- yet, okay, mm-hmm. if, you decide to, if you decide to go to another convention with Kingpin and your dress is Daredevil, okay, do this photo op if you have not done it yet, okay? Stand on a chair and have the Kingpin <laughs> hold you by the neck
0: <laughs>
2: and crop the chair out and just stand there and see, and see how many people come and take photos with you. Just stand, and, just stand in that position, and you will be crowded, and you, and you won't be able, be able to move for, for a good five, ten minutes, because everyone will want that shot.
4: That is an excellent idea. That's, that's right up there with the, uh, that force push maneuver that everyone was doing. Yeah. That's excellent. We did get a great photo op with a guy dressed as Spider-Man. So I was on one side of Kingpin, and uh, Spider-Man was on the other side. Oh, even no.
2: better! Do have Kingpin do that with both of you, with Spider-Man and Daredevil, one on each, one with each arm grabbing their neck.
4: That's the way to do it. There you go. That was actually there my first. I think I think I talked about that before. That was my introduction to Spider-Man. Was a comic book where. Kingpin had basically just beat the shit out of Spider-Man and he had his arm in a sling. Because, like, I knew who Spider-Man was before that. Um, but I hadn't read any actual comics. And I picked this up and I'm like, what is going on? This is serious. <laughs> so that that might actually be a fun future cosplay of I me, mean, going with him dressed as classic Kingpin with the white suit and the purple pinstripe pants. And then uh-huh. throw on the uh, the cast on one arm with a green sling. Nice. Very, cool. very cool yeah <laughs> i get it i get it i like the specialty cosplays like that that you get you get, get kind of like you. you you're aiming for those one or two people who are gonna go ah i see what you did there yeah <laughs> yeah that's a lot of fun so uh
1: in in the chat room right now we have uh we have a real active conversation going on um with uh, a lot of our regulars, Impact Geek Power radios in there, rocks in there because their voice is broken, and a bunch of anonymous. Is she still people. even here? She's, still she's here. here. Yeah,
3: I'm right. I'm right here, laughing at everything.
4: She's she's lurking. <laughs> but right. she's yeah. the one you hear coughing every every five minutes. Uh, am I boring okay. you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right? No, oh, no, no.
0: Are you
3: kidding? <laughs> I I wish I could. I wish I could say more because I saw your pictures. You are a wookie. I can't believe I was going, I've never met anybody who did their own Wookiee costume. It's pretty rad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's I, I mean, one of my favorite costumes. Yeah.
3: Did you make it?
2: I made uh, the 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 bodysuit, the, the top and the pants, the shirt and the pants. Uh, the mask was made by a pot builder, but I had to have discussions with him back and forth because we had to match the hair. I had to make sure that the hair on my suit matched and blended with the hair that he was putting on on the head. So those were interesting conversations. But yeah, I made I made, I made basically the the whole suit except for the head.
0: Wow,
3: that see I can't talk, but man, that's awesome. She, she's well, that's, a big Woody fan uh, girl. I am. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can hear how impressed Rock is in the silence from there, from the other end of the line there. Um. I'm <laughs> Talking of how how mm. of awesome Star Wars cosplay, though, we've got a guy in the chat room now called David, who um, I believe is part of the Connecticut Jedi, who I think I met a couple of times already. But uh, David was saying that he's actually building his own Darth Vader uh, suit. He's six foot three, you know, naturally, but he's also been. Uh, Lifting weights three times a week to kind of build up the upper body, just to build up that intimidating look for this Darth Vader costume. Hell, how this, cool is that? Is for a, dedication. This isn't
2: this isn't David Prowse, is it? Yeah, David no, David no, Prowse.
1: closer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's good. I mean, he, he's, he's. I guess that would be like the perfect height for for Vader. That's pretty tall, six three.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that would uh, intimidate me.
2: Sure. Sure. <laughs> It would intimidate a lot
1: of people except Docker. So, so Ruby, I wanted to come back you mentioned uh, you mentioned your wife earlier. Um I've seen you do a few kind of couples cosplay and you know especially the the one I loved the most actually, she was a classic Batman and Batgirl that uh, that you and your wife do um how, how do you feel about couples cosplay versus individual cosplay?
2: Uh, well for those who, who don't know my my wife is Jennifer Rose and she is a I guess a well-known cosplayer a more, I would say a more well-known cosplayer than I am, a, definitely a, a much more talented cosplayer than I am. But, uh, yes, one of our, I guess, go-to couples costume is the 1966 TV uh, Batman and Batgirl uh, uh, costumes. Um, we enjoy doing those. We have couples outfits. And we – it's not a priority for us personally when we do our appearances. It's not a priority that we have to match every time because sometimes she wants to do a a certain thing that has nothing nothing to do with me and sometimes I do want to do my own thing or have my own costume that has nothing to do with her. So there are – we have couples' costumes and then we have just individual solo costumes – it, I guess it all depends on the mood of the day or what we're interested in wearing that weekend pretty much, yeah but yes, the Batman Batgirl costumes are are one of, I guess, our most well-known go-to costumes I guess Right, right, very cool Actually, actually that's the costume that I proposed in <laughs> <laughs> No way, really? Oh, that's a whole other story <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well,
2: you know, our proposal I, I w- actually was just reminded Like last week Our proposal on YouTube Got 87,000 hits Over 87,000 hits Why the hell is anyone uh, that many people Interested in, in our proposal? I don't know <laughs> <But>. <laughs> It's funny that it didn't go viral I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, we, I, I don't think it has anything to do with us personally. I think it has to do with the celebrity help we got because we had, um, I had the help of uh, actor Dean Kane, Superman, 90s Superman, and uh, oh, wow. he facil- he facilitated the proposal, helped me facilitate the proposal. He walked in with the ring in his pocket and he handed it to Batman in front of, I, I guess in front of like 300 people at, at some DC Comics photo shoot in Dragon Con in Atlanta. That was that. That was that was cool. And like USA Today covered it, and and uh, CNN covered it online. I'm like, wow. it's it ain't wow. me. It's gotta be because of Superman. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no pressure. Yeah,
0: no
2: pressure. I'm just glad you said <laughs> yes because that would have been really bad if she said no. No. <laughs> oh. oh. Hey, Rock, you still there?
3: I am. (laughs) I like. I just really wish my voice would come back right now, but it's not. (laughs) That's okay.
2: That's okay.
3: I am writing in the chat room. I'll
2: I'll try not to have a complex over it. Thank you.
0: So uh, our, also, friend, uh, yeah. our friend our
1: friend impacted okay. in the chat room just said uh, if that many people watch cats watching cosplay proposal is gonna make it too <laughs> I guess that's a fair point
2: <laughs> I guess so
1: <laughs> I mean it's not uh, pen pineapple apple pen or whatever it is, but uh you know sure um so uh um well, well, uh, I guess what what do you? Uh, blah, blah, spit it out. Let me ask that question. Let me start that one again. <laughs> let's, let's cut that bit. Um, <laughs> take two. Take two. Go ahead. Take yeah, two. exactly. Next. Um, fired. Um, what's your favorite cosplay you've ever done of your own cosplay? Uh,
2: it, I guess it just really, uh, it's uh, depends on my mood. You know, it's like picking your your favorite child, I guess. Uh, which it's just. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Not that bad, but yeah. Um, currently, right now, if you're asking me right now, what my favorite costume is, uh, I'm enjoying my, um, I guess, uh, my armored uh, Batman that Ben Affleck wears in the the Batman versus Superman movie, the big armored one. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. costumes right now.
1: Yeah, that's a great costume.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm and enjoying it heavy that. Heavy as it looks.
1: Not at all. It's all foam.
4: Excellent.
2: <laughs> it's all it's all foam.
4: Uh
2: the the eyes light up and I'm mic'd up inside with a voice amp. It's pretty cool. I enjoy it.
4: Oh man. That's one of one of the main reasons I actually should probably get around to watching Batman vs. Superman, and I still haven't seen it. I'm a terrible person.
2: Yes you are. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm a bit of a Marvel zombie myself, but uh, yeah, I I, I, I j- enjoy seeing the Marvel Batman beat, beat the crap out of Superman.
2: <laughs> Which I don't want to I don't want spoiled for you, but he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, okay, next next question for me then. Yeah, so that that's your favorite cosplay that that you've created or that, or that you've won. What, what's your favorite cosplay that you've seen someone else do?
2: Oh my God! There's so much.
1: There's yeah, so right. much. There's
2: So much. I mean, and I mean, and, and I have so many favorites that I've seen, and it almost makes me envious to think. Oh man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I wish I had that. Um, there, I, I've seen people where I love like 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 big oversized costumes. Like I'm. I've seen people uh, uh, wear Voltron. I've seen the Voltron costumes. That's really cool. Uh, uh, I've seen some Optimus Prime costumes. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's There's a lot out there that that makes me feel like. Well, I am. I, I, I'm. i still. I still consider myself a novice compared to a lot of a lot of these other cosplayers. Much more. Out there cosplayers, and I am. And uh, but I also feel inspired by them too. And uh, and I'm lucky to uh have a lot of them as friends of mine. So I'm hoping that their mojo would rub off on me. But uh yeah, there are definitely some really great costumes that I've seen out there. I mean, I'm sure you I'm sure you've seen um uh again, he, this, this this guy went totally viral. He's out there the guy that did the the Hulkbuster outfit.
1: Oh man, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I still, I still at know. New York Comic Con, yeah, yeah. He's, that's that's my friend Tom. Uh, he went he went to uh, New York Comic Con last year. It was last year or two years ago. In the Hulk Buster outfit, and I got the honor to be asked to be his Hulk. I was his Hulk that he busted. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm usually tall in my Hulk outfit, but standing next to Hulk I felt like
1: a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like mini Hulk. You know, I, I'm the same as well, right? I mean, I, I look at some of the costumes, and I, and I kind of feel bad because, you know, there, there was one a convention I was at last year where there was someone who'd created, a girl who'd made her own dress to look like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And I looked at this dress, and it looked like hundreds of hours of work and required so much talent that blew my mind. But then I turn around and there's Soundwave from Transformers with laser on his shoulder, and I'm and I'm like, holy crap! It's Soundwave, and I forget about Belle from Beauty and the Beast, you know. And uh, it's sad, but I, I guess you know, to me again, the things that really catch my eye are the big, flashy, robot-type cosplays. They they blow my mind.
2: Oh yeah, man. Those, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and, and it's it's just an awesome sight to see them.
1: Yeah. And you know, I, I, that's what—that's one thing I love about cosplay. Is there are so many angles to it. There's, you know, the seamstresses and the people who, who stitch every, you know, every piece themselves and go into every detail on every hem. And that—that's amazing. That, you know, that's that's a hell of a skill. But then yeah, the I people totally. who get things out of foam. I mean, you know, the the people who do the paint jobs, the ones who is—it's mostly just makeup. You know, every there are so many different types of, that, that all require phenomenal skill in a different area.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Totally.
1: You know, well, one one thing that that blew my mind actually was um, uh, Danimator from Geek Power Radio, who are in the chat room now. Is a shout out to those guys. He created um, a, an armor for his son last year. What, what was it, uh, Bug? It was a, a Halo. Um, it was it
4: was a, oh, it was, a... Uh, uh, Halo Elite. An Elite. One of those. One of those aliens. I forget what they're called, but. Uh... Um. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that was a lot of man hours, but it yeah, looked I great. Know. I mean, the, that I was think the best Halloween, part was right? probably it for a convention or anything. Heat. Yeah, yeah, he well, should have done some convention stuff. It was, it was a, it was a Halo character? Sorry?
2: It was a Halo
3: character?
4: Yeah, it was, it was the, the the major bad guys you fight, the ones that have the energy swords. The, oh, okay.
3: uh, Halo Elite, it was a Sangili. It was amazing.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah, wow. I mean, he Listen made the whole thing from foam, and he, you know, made working LED lights and everything. And yeah, it was, and it looked incredible. It looked kind of like like something from a video game. It stepped out into real life, you know.
2: Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I feel uh, there's there's a lot of the a lot of there's a lot of that type of talent and creativity uh, at conventions now. It's just an awesome sight to see. Totally epic.
1: Yeah, you know, I always feel a little bad, though, with a, I, I mean, I, I go overboard with my kids with their costumes, but not, you know, not, not that overboard, but it kind of reminds me of that, um, the South Park with the Halloween, where, uh, you know, they're all standing around waiting for Kenny, and they're all wearing, like, a ghost outfit, or, you know, a pumpkin outfit that they got from Toys R Us, or Party City, and... and and Kenny walks along in this Ed 209 robot outfit from straight out of Robocop with all the noises. uh, (laughs) I I kind of figure Halloween's must get a little bit like that around here.
2: That's (laughs) awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Um,
1: So, uh, yeah, Bug, what what, your favorite cosplay that you've ever seen someone do? I've got to throw the question your way as well.
4: Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. I've seen so many cool ones. That one that we went to uh, when I was dressed as Daredevil, I saw a lot of great ones um, for, for what, <laughs> I, I think it was literally playing the, the part of blind Matt Murdock, Murdock, though, because it was very hard to see through that mask. Um, I, I'm trying to remember some of the awesome costumes. Who, who was the one we took a picture with, Rock? That was, uh, he wasn't from Halo, but he was a military guy and we got his card afterwards. There was a big, the big group of people trying to take pictures of him.
3: Vector, I mean, um, Gabe Pyle would know. Yeah, he's I'm, in the he's in the chat room right now.
4: Yeah, I'm terrible. I can't remember the names. But uh, I saw a really great Goku that, that I year. I think with it that was,
1: wheelchair uh, cosplay I, I, that we started I, off the show with. Oh right. <laughs>
0: oh right.
4: Yeah, the yeah. the last year when uh, so so the story is. Oh. So, Rock and I, um, we're we're martial artists, and um, we normally have a pretty extensive warm-up that we do before practicing, and it had been a little while since we'd done any, and we went in and we did a a little bit of the warm-up we normally do, and Rock's like, all right, let's go. We only have so much time. I said... You know, I think you really probably want to warm up a little more. You know, I don't want you to hurt something. She's like, it's fine. I know what I'm doing. She was really impatient. I think she probably hadn't eaten enough because <laughs> we all get she's getting hangry. Um, and so we went right into our kicks, and she did a super fast kick, and then just had this look on her face. I'm like, are Are you okay? And She's like, yeah, I, I. I think I need to go to the ER. I heard something pop. I'm like, oh no. So, it ended up being a uh, it was a pulled.
3: Oh no no it ended up being a torn calf muscle. Torn calf muscle that put me in a wheelchair for a month. So um, we knew that the uh, the comic con was coming up in just um, a couple of weeks. So I had to come up with a costume really quickly and everything I wanted to be. Uh, wouldn't work in a wheelchair, so
4: she wasn't gonna shave her head to be Professor X. No, so. <laughs> nah,
3: n- no shaving. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. So somebody, um, somebody suggested, uh, of course, um, Barbara Gordon. You know, so I, uh, I went as um, Oracle, and we whipped up the costume uh, really quickly, and it was probably the best costume I've ever put together. For a con in such a short time, so um,
4: you got a lot of compliments on that I one. I
3: did. Like I couldn't roll two feet without someone wanting to take a picture. I tried to be really true to all the comic book uh, versions of her, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah,
4: it was. It was really hey, good. He, I, I was trying to get you to leave it on later too. <laughs>
0: wow. Okay. Did Hello. you really just?
3: Wow, dude. <laughs> so. We're still gonna edit that later. Yeah,
4: like when we go to dinner and stuff, you know. <laughs> wow. You know, sure, right? <laughs>
1: right. Okay. right. I like you what you, you guys started thinking? off that story with a long, cool drink of uh, "I Told You So," and then wow. and then ended up in sexy times in a wheelchair. That was uh, that, I, that took some effort. Wow. <laughs> That's every day around here.
3: This this and you know, Ruby. This is why he's not the coach, and I usually am. Because
4: <laughs> so, is- I save him up. It's
0: to be that part of the show. Getting to be that part of the show
4: right now, kids. (laughs) Right? Good grief. Uh, By the way, I should take a minute to uh, let anyone hanging out uh, on the phone lines, if they'd like to talk, they have to hit 1, so we know that you want to actually talk to us and that you're not just listening over the phone lines. And uh, if you're hearing it anywhere else, like online, you can call in at 347 Three two six nine eight two seven. If you want to chat.
1: Yeah, the uh, the chat room's turned into basically just a, a way of people showing off their cosplay, which is, is yeah. Pretty I'm, awesome.
2: a, I'm I'm actually looking at the chat room right now. <laughs> it's,
1: it's pretty
0: interesting.
2: <laughs> who, who is Geekpile? So Geek
0: right.
4: pile oh, That's our guy. Brother. That's my brother, actually. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> pile Radio. He's, he's the okay. one who put together that elite costume.
3: Yeah, Geek Pile Radio has their own show all about geeky things.
2: Okay, because he is posting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like He's on a roll. A lot. He is on a roll. Well,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that elite costume is pretty cool. I just I just clicked that open. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and yeah, uh, David lord as well. That's pretty impressive.
4: Right, yeah, right. He he had to go through a few versions of that to uh, to, to keep his son's uh, head from feeling too heavy. I think he started with a bicycle helmet that's basically built around that. Wow, that looks really good.
1: <laughs> so uh, yes, let, let me get back to questioning our guest here to make <laughs> make the most of uh, make the most of having Ruby on board while we got him. So. Uh, um, I got two main questions for you. Actually, maybe three, maybe four. Um, uh, 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 we got time. Here,
0: here, here we go.
1: Uh, question number one, then. So, should, should I be someone Either like me, who's been trying to get into it half-heartedly and really wants to to kind of uh, take it to another level. What, what advice have you got for cosplayers who, you know, who have kind of been around the thrift stores and bought bits and pieces and kind of, you know, had a first stab at cosplay, but really want to create something. I I
2: I say it always starts off with the concept or the idea. Uh, you, I would always suggest I guess from my point of view uh try to come up with something uh different or an idea that isn't so overused. And uh be a little creative and try to say to yourself, Hey, I haven't seen that too often. Maybe I should do that and take it from there. I mean, it all starts with the concept first, finding a cool concept and then trying to figure out how to make it, how to, you know, turn it into real life. That would, that would be
1: my, my suggestion. That's cool. You know, uh, my, uh, not mine. My my family's most successful cosplay was kind of along the same lines as that. We um, we were doing a Star Wars cosplay, and my youngest wanted to be BB-8. And I'm thinking, you could do you know a BB-8 dress or a BB-8 hat or you know something cute. And my wife made a sphere of paper mache. Um, painted it like BB-8. Actually, my daughter did most of the decorations on it to make it look like BB-8, and then we made a head, and we made an eye, and so she can actually wear the BB-8 head, and she can crouch down and be inside the sphere, and... And that blew people's minds. That you know, she'd be on the floor of a convention, and the head would be moving around, and she would look like real BB-8 on the floor. And then she'd stand up, and there's like a five foot six kid in there who uh, <laughs> just completely freaks people out. And that was just paper mache.
2: Did she, and she wore this at a convention.
1: Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah, that she she loves that one. It's you know, it, it takes up the entire trunk of the car to get it there, but uh, she she loves it. It's the most popular uh, cosplay.
2: Did she wear it to uh, Mohegansaw?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you a photo. Okay. But it was, yeah, yeah, that was a popular one.
2: I think I might have seen that. It sounds familiar.
1: You know, um, uh, Riddle, the the cosplayer, she, she actually put a video of it online, and it went viral. She put a video of it on Instagram, and it had, it had like 50,000 hits or something on there, just of, of my daughter just being on the floor and then stood up in this BB-8 costume. It was uh, crazy popular.
2: Oh, that's so awesome.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> uh, very cool, man. Very cool.
4: Hey, uh, do we want to take a caller? Oh we man, got somebody
1: doing it the old-fashioned way. Why not?
4: Yeah. All right.
1: Okay.
4: Hey, hey two hundred three. How you doing? Good, you? Good. Who is this?
5: This is David Vai. I'm the guy in the chat with the <laughs> stuff. Oh, you're Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Darth Vader. So hopefully within a year or so. Yeah.
1: Nice. Good evening, sir. So how you doing?
5: Good, good. You guys? How you guys doing?
1: We're doing awesome, thank you. Yeah, yeah, really good. How are you doing, Lord Vader?
5: <laughs> uh, I'm doing fine, sir. How are you? <laughs> but, yeah, I just want to, you know, call in talk a little bit about, like, cosplaying with you guys and whatnot. You know, hopefully not take up too much uh, too much of your precious airtime or anything like that.
1: No, no, no. I'm, no, here, no, um, free.
2: I'm here all night.
1: it feels like it right
5: but like um, one of the theories my buddy had we were coming back from I think New York Comic Con maybe last year or driving back and he said it was incredible how basically whatever someone wears for a convention when they cosplay it's like that's their true self and I I think think you touched on it earlier today also like in in the stream but like when they come back home that's the costume you know, that's who they're pretending to be. They're not being, like, the character they want to be. And you get to see, like, people's personalities in cosplay. Like, what they cosplay as, that's who they are. That's their personality. That's what's inside. And they can really only come out or be what they are, like, at a convention when they're in cosplay. So I guess I'm really Chewbacca? Is that
2: what it
0: is? <laughs> yeah, for most
5: <no> part. <laughs>
2: I'm really a, a walking carpet. Wow!
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting you know, theory. I mean, you also. Got, I'm sure my parents will be mean, you also look proud. at like the person. You also got to look at like the personality traits that that character or whatever that has. Like you know, like Chewbacca, for instance, he's considered very strong and brave and just you know just sticks by Han Solo's side so the end, which yeah, like that's not did, me so well, at all. all.
2: That's not that's not me at all. <laughs> Traitor! <laughs> I'm not strong or brave.
1: <laughs> do Do you find Ruby when you when you're in a cosplay that you kind of you know you channel that character a little, or are you still yourself under all of that that fur? Uh,
2: can you repeat
1: that? Do Do you find that when you're in a cosplay you kind of channel and act out that character a little bit, or are you still you know are you still just Ruby?
2: Oh no! You got to be in character. Got to be in character, at least for me, the entire time. I don't, I don't speak a word of English in, when I'm in that Wookiee outfit, <laughs> not no. at all. Nice. No. I'm, I'm totally do with the Wookiee growl constantly. In and an emergency, if I need to like communicate with somebody, I'll just just gently grab them and whisper in their ear or something. But you know, to the open public. <laughs> I, I'm totally in character. No, one, no I just pictured no you. Wants, no one wants to sorry, hear. I just pictured ball. you. The,
4: <laughs> sorry, I, I totally pictured you as a Wookiee, like staying in character, and then leaning up to someone and whispering in English, "Help me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's happened. Sorry, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's happened. But that's happened. But it's usually to like, uh, I guess. a a, a handler or security or something or someone that's like helping me or something do you usually have a handler
0: with
2: you well handler is such a official term you know just my friend (laughs) just just my friend you know that uh, that I that helps me helps me walk around or something you know but uh, I guess somebody that just helps out if, if in case there's some sort of of Inappropriate scenario or something but uh nah, it's it, it's all in good fun and uh nothing 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 uh, nothing bad or tragic has ever happened it's all it's all good times people enjoy it people have a have a have a blast of it you know, you say uh... that
1: because um i i you know, we we had a show, God, way back when. Maybe maybe it was the one with Eric Eric the Smoke Moran on it, where we were we were talking ah. about the whole cosplay cosplayers not consent deal. Um, Eric, Eric's and, a good buddy uh, of
2: mine. He's yeah yeah he's
1: Eric. awesome yeah. dude really awesome yeah, yeah. Dude. He, yeah.
2: yeah he, he went to my wedding good friend. No way okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I told him today I told him that I was doing the
1: show. <laughs> I was I was tempted to ask him to call in actually, but I thought. Uh, Let's let's not uh you know, let's keep him for another show maybe. <laughs> he's, he's a big guy. We I don't think we've got room for two people on this one, but um but yeah, so we were doing this show about cosplayers not consent and, and talking you know, obviously it it can be a big deal for, for some female <laughs> cosplayers. Um the biggest issue I've always found is I originally was just cosplaying Thor in a pretty you know, just a pretty cheap kind of store bought Thor costume uh, just because I had the hair for it and i I bought a big plastic hammer and uh, and it was a ton of fun, but the number of kids who thought that the cape was a swing <laughs> and uh, would just grab onto it and like uh, you know just swing on this freaking cape and uh, i and I don't know you must have you must have some of that in your costumes, right? Are you talking to me yeah,
2: yeah oh uh, well, I have the hair, it's not blonde though? It's black, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, I mean I, I, I would supply. I, there's a little bit of that in, in I guess, in all all the costumes that that I do, all the characters that I do. You have to, right? You have to. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: mm-hmm. I you know, and and I find it's it's not so much a problem of the kids in the conventions. I find. It's if I'm traveling somewhere, trying to get from the convention to the car or something. There's always there's always a couple of brats hanging around outside who just don't know uh, you know don't know convention etiquette. Just feel like they uh, they got a right when, running up. When you
2: when you say brats, if you don't mind me asking, do you actually mean children or? A, adults that are just acting inappropriately.
1: Oh, Maybe a bit of both, but I meant (laughs) (laughs) maybe two. Yeah, you know, the worst one I've found actually is that Mohican Sun, where you walk through a casino to get into the convention hall, Uh, and you come out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's some there's some badly behaved kids there, mainly because there's some badly behaved parents there, <laughs> who uh, don't want to spend time with their kids. And the number of times I'd be on an escalator and I'd feel like my neck being yanked back by some kid swinging on the Thor's cape, and it was uh, yeah, that was well, always a problem.
2: Well, I mean, I guess I guess many cosplayers, have, like I said before, have, have that's just part of, uh, I guess you know. Part of the business is cosplay, I guess. I know particularly there are times when I've dressed as a villain or a bad guy. I have been uh, punched in inappropriate places by small children. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, <laughs> the reaction I would get from, from their parents, would would not be the reaction I guess I would give to you know, I guess my my own child if, if that were to happen, but you know it, it, your child just gives a stranger a big whack right there, right 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 in the crotch region, and you know, all you just say is, "Now, Sean, that's not very nice, is it?" <laughs> <laughs> Now come now, Avery. That's not polite. <laughs>
4: While they're live streaming it, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm like holy... I'm like like on the ground, like in pain, and <laughs> help, help! I can't breathe, help! <laughs> now come, come now, Connor. That wasn't
5: very nice of you. <laughs> when I was um we were doing, like, the Mohegan Comic Con, because I went, uh, me and my friends we went to dress up as Sith Lords for that also. Um, we, the, the convention ended. We're walking back to the cars fully dressed because we didn't want to get out of, like, costume because it was, like, too much to take off to go back to the car. And the convention ended around, I think, 7, but we didn't get back to the car until about 9 or 10, people kept on mobbing us in the middle of the casino floor. So we have, like, awesome. lightsabers on and, like, the cloak coming off. But we were this one group it was a bachelorette party that stopped us. And there were three of us, my girlfriend included. Not one of us got out of that group of bachelorette party without being, like, like fondled or frisked in some... Even my girlfriend, in some, like, funny way, shape, form, from, like, the bachelorette party. It's like, we, get, we break away from and we run away, and we're like, wow, that's actually happened. I don't know how to feel about that. And then we just kind of, like, fought our way back to the car, basically, and just, like, drove straight home. And what, what costumes were you wearing? Was like Jedi? Um, yeah, like I was my basic Sith Lord. My buddy, Sergio, he was, um, Darth Maul and he plays a fan. does a very fantastic Darth Maul. And, um, my girlfriend was a Twi'lek Jedi. So she had her lightsaber and the Lake going and everything like that. But I mean, you have to consider the conventions in a casino. So it's not something they see relatively every day in a casino, especially around here in Connecticut. So seeing us walk back to the car, they're like, oh, man, it's Disneyland. Let's go take photos and get nuts. We're drunk. woo!" And, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a long, and, I'll say it, like, it was a long battle back to the car. It wasn't a walk. It was a battle to get back to the car. And they sound <laughs> just like that. Right. Training <laughs> We actually got stopped by, like, a pit boss, but he was uh, one of the, like, four pit bosses for, like, the uh, craps table, but he was, like, really cool, like, we're walking by, and he just beckons to us. He points to us. He says, "You treat, come here."
3: And wow. all, I think,
5: all I could think of is all I could think of is casino, and i with Al Pacino, and I'm gonna get my ribs broken or smashed or something. It's not gonna end well. So okay. the three of us walk up to him, and he's like, "I love Star Wars. I have a I have a Force of sex at home. I have the black series, and it's just you wouldn't expect it from someone who's working in establishment. The way he was dressed and how he looked." But right. know, he completely geeked out with us, like, to the nth degree. He was, like, the coolest guy we met getting back to the car. Yeah. <laughs> so just, you know, goes to show, like, how much this goes with people. Wow. That's crazy.
1: So uh, let me ask both of you guys, and we just talked about a convention which has its quirks due to being in a casino, which, you know, I must say it's it's probably still one of my my most fun conventions just because they always have a good event there you know i saw the um two years ago there they had Band from tv with adrian pasdar and um greg grunberg and like a whole band of celebrities playing a free gig in the middle of the casino it was freaking and i'm sat there dressed as luke skywalker watching it it was just (laughs) one of the most surreal but fun experiences ever um yeah but you know what i say is my favorite convention maybe not i don't know but um what what would you guys recommend in terms of your, your favorite convention in in this area?
2: In in that area, I or
1: in that's any a,
2: area? In, in, in any area, oh, it would immediately be uh, hands down. If you haven't done it yet, you have to Dragon Con in Atlanta. Oh, really? That is the mecca for for cosplayers. Dragon Con happens every every Labor Day weekend in, in, in Atlanta and it is four days of non stop, twenty four hours of convention partying, all sorts of stuff. If you're up three in the morning and want to hang out and do stuff, there's something to do. It's they call That's it nerdy right. gras. It's like Mardi Gras for nerd. It's nerdy gras, basically. i <laughs> I've been, I've, been, okay. I've been going there ten years straight. And I haven't, and I don't see myself stopping at any point, but yeah, Dragon Con, if you go there, I mean, uh, your, 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 your jaw will drop. I mean, that is the best of the best of all the cosplayers. And they, I, every year I come, well, I'm, I should bring my A game. Well, my A game is like, you know, everyone else's B game over there. You know. Oh, wow. Really? Ah, <laughs> uh, Totally, man. I, Totally. It's and it's a blast. It's a it's a, it's a great event, man. It's that is nothing tops Dragon Con. And that's better to me, in my opinion, better than something like San Diego Comic Con, which is well there are two different types of conventions. I mean San Diego and New York Comic Con at the Javits, those are corporate conventions. You know, those yeah. are the ones those are the ones that are about all about pushing the product and per, pushing merch and pushing whatever films or movies or Hollywood celebrities that's going on. If you like that sort of stuff, if you like that sort of media stuff, those are the big conventions. But DragonCon uh, is equal, actually, more than the size in terms of attendance than uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, but DragonCon is a fan-run convention, Whereas it's not a corporate convention, it's a fan-run convention, and it's just all about the, the cosplay camaraderie, the community, uh, and it's all about having fun and showing off the best of the best of cosplay talent. I mean, people travel from all over the world to go to Dragon Con. You can't top it. Can't. It's the best.
1: That's that's very cool. And yeah, I agree. Like you cool. know. I- I don't want to go to a convention for a weekend and then spend a whole day in line to get one autograph or one photo or go and see one panel. You know, I, oh. yeah, and I'll, or to see some you know new trailer of a new movie that's about to be released that they're hyping there. I, I want to go every, there and have fun and hang out with good people.
2: Every I've been I've been to San Diego. I went to San Diego once in 2008, and we called it San Diego Line Con. <laughs>
0: it's
2: just a convention full of lines. You know, you pick you. You pick one thing to do, and that is your day. If you pick a panel, that's your day because you gotta line up hours before it. You know, if you if you want to do an autograph signing, right, that's your day. You gotta stand up, hours to do it. And um, I don't know. It's just any and for me, anything I need to see, like all the panels and stuff at San Diego, I can see the next day on YouTube. You know, I'm getting the same that's information. True. You know. So but I don't what I don't get is the experience of Dragon Con unless I show up at Dragon Con. <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely recommend if you guys want to go to what is called the Mecca of the cosplaying conventions, Dragon Con. That's the place. Every day every Labor Day, day weekend. Mm. And
5: hotels get booked up fast. I bet. Hot,
2: hotels get booked up so fast that they keep adding more hotels to it.
1: Wow, wow. (laughs) So I, I'm, I'm being reminded by uh, GeekPile in the chat room that I promised on this show we'd, we'd also talk about cause play, which uh, I guess I think GeekPile feel like they created that term. I don't think so. I think they're uh, exaggerating <laughs> that a little bit. But um, cause play was something So we, – we, we've done a lot of work over the years with another group called the Legacy Initiative, and they, uh, one of their members, Travis Heisel, um, is, is actually on the billboards for the Salt Lake City Comic Con out in Utah, um, as Batman, and he he has a freaking amazing Batman costume, and he, I guess like a lot of cosplayers, he actually talks through every piece that he's making and how he creates each piece, and he's, uh, he's kind of revolutionized it over the years and improved this suit year on year, um, but he does a lot of work around children's hospitals. They have a whole crew who, who go into kids' hospitals with Wonder Woman and Supergirl, and uh, and, and they look awesome. They, they must make these kids' days. Um, and I wanted to ask you, David. So, the the Connecticut Jedi. Do you guys do anything like that in terms of, uh, you know, I guess volunteering or or hospital visits or anything as in in your full uh, Sith getup? So,
5: hospital visits, not really. Um, we try to, but it's a bit difficult as CT mm. Jedi because we're not really recognized by by most people. Um, what we do, however, do is, and I'm sure you were, you were part of it when um, you went to said, so like, the Mohican Comic Con last year was, we'll have a raffle for a free lightsaber. Um, and we make it, like, super, like, super easy, just a dollar a ticket and, like, five bucks gets you, like, six or seven tickets. But really, you know, just quick raffle. And it's always, like, a big sell because people just want a free lightsaber. And especially the lightsabers we have, they're battle-ready, like, aircraft aluminum, like, handles, so... They can take a beating and do a lot of stage combat, Ooh. and we will give that money to St. Jude's at the end. Like we just, no matter, we don't save any of that money; we just give it to St. Jude's.
1: Huh, that's very cool. So we'll, uh, yeah. we're, we're going to do another whole show on it soon. But we, uh, we have a team every year who uh, who do a, a Warrior Dash event for St. Jude's, and we've just actually last year we we cracked over a hundred thousand dollars raised, so it was huge. Oh,
5: that's awesome.
1: Yeah, amazing charity, though. Yeah, that that's that's really admirable. Uh, And how about you, Ruby? Are you aware of uh, many other cosplayers who get into the whole, uh, the the kind of charity cosplay side of things?
2: Oh, well, totally. I was about to interject. Uh, My uh, local uh, uh, garrison in New York, from the 501st Legion, the Empire City Garrison, and and, uh, they do a great thing called Blast the Trooper at conventions. And what that is, is that they have a, uh, I guess, uh, 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 they build a, a stand with a backdrop, with like a Death Star backdrop, and for uh, donations uh, that go to charity, people can line up and take these Nerf guns and these Nerf rifles and blast stormtroopers. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you've got about three or four stormtroopers or whatever Imperial da- uh, characters you might have. A, a, some bounty hunters, you might have, you might have a Darth Vader there or whatever. They take shifts, but. They, I mean, it. it uh, people line up. It's a, uh, for this. It, it's it's a great thing at conventions, and they line up and they grab whatever. There's several of these intricate Nerf blasters that just repeatedly shoot like machine guns. And They just blast stormtroopers left and right, all for charity. It's great. It's, it's great fun, and uh, the money goes to Make a Wish, uh, Make a Wish uh, Foundation. So that um, that's. Definitely, and I've been, I've been one of the stormtroopers uh, dancing around in front of that backdrop and getting blasted. <laughs> and there's and there's and there's nothing funnier when someone like blasts a, a, like a Nerf bullet right on your, your stormtrooper lens, right on your eye. And you just walk around with a <laughs> oh, big Nerf uh, suction cup bullet there, walk around. You look like a moron, but it's all for fun. Everyone, it, it's always a success. And it's a blast for everyone, no pun intended. Uh, but it's a good time. It's a good time. You know, the the, the tough part is having to uh, recollect all of the all the Nerf bullets that are just all over the floor. <laughs> you got it. People have to take shifts. People have to take shifts for that job. But uh, yeah, that's um that's a big thing that uh, my local New York Garrison, the 501st Legion, Empire City Garrison. They do that, that at conventions a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. And you know what? I've seen I've seen other conventions do I've seen other garrisons from other cities uh do similar things and you know other it being in a five oh first, you know, there's a lot of love because all all of the all of the members they love doing the charity work. They love uh making people smile. It's just a lot of fun and, and very inspiring. I mean I love I'm so proud to be a member. I love it
1: right you know what you just described in the 501st just reminded me um i guess again a couple of years ago rock and bug and i were training with the golden gate knights out in san francisco and training in lightsabers i only managed to get along once when i was out there on a trip but uh, rock and bug were training with them for the, the the lightsaber battle at the end of their wedding um and and they and i don't know bug correct me if i'm wrong but they do a big event every year and i I think last time they were reenacting famous lightsaber battles from various Star Wars movies, so that you know the Obi Wan mm. versus Darth Vader, and you know and real epic lightsaber battles that they would uh, they would act out. But they'd also have a a giant lightsaber battle where anyone could be involved in it as well, and uh, that does sounded freaking amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen that that's that's some cool stuff too. I've seen that a lot too. Um, we have. In New York, we have uh, the uh, the the Saber Guild, and they oh, yeah. are the lightsaber yeah, guild. Yeah, the lightsaber guild, and they are fantastic. They do choreographed um, lightsaber battles, and they also do, uh, I guess, uh, tutorials
1: and classes and,
2: and uh, teach people some, some stage some stage fighting. But those guys are great. They're, they're awesome
1: yeah I must admit, i I've been along to one of their classes once and I learned enough that I could come home and teach my kids the basics of just stage fencing, whether it's lightsabers or any other fake sword but you know i, I came home and we were reenacting battles and we had you know we were putting them out on YouTube, just jumping around the house. it looked like the princess bride in my house for an afternoon it was, uh, it was a a <laughs> lot of fun <laughs> I'm not using my left i'm not left handed either ah <laughs> <laughs> Did you While doing
2: that, did you get, like, your knuckles slapped or smacked at all?
1: Oh, so many times. Yeah, so many <laughs> times. <laughs> just go to smile.
2: It's part of the business. <laughs> it's, it's part of the deal. Hey, is Roxanne still there, or is she asleep?
0: <gasps> I'm still right here. She's
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. sounding old. I'm, I'm just going to ask that every now and then, just to, just to be mischievous, just to see if you're there or not. <laughs>
4: <laughs> still alive.
1: Still alive. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I guess we, we're kind of coming up to only a few minutes left on the show, which uh, is a bummer because this has been this has been really really fun. I guess I, I've got to ask though, um, Eric, are there, Miranda, any more, is, is <laughs> okay.
2: there any more? Is there any more callers?
1: I don't know. Uh, we we any had, any had one for a minute back?
4: that was dropped, but uh, that's been it.
1: So, I've got to ask, like like I haven't already asked enough, Um, like I haven't just monopolized this whole deal, uh, which is kind of my liberty seeing as rock's sick. Um, (laughs) So, Eric Moran did this thing for us when he came on a couple of years ago um, and recorded a bumper for us, which was possibly at the time the coolest thing I'd ever heard. Where he kind of. I heard it. it. Yeah, you did. It's, It's It's
2: hard to top Eric. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he's uh, he's a hard guy to top. I wondered if you might might be willing to uh to have a stab at recording a bumper for us that we might be able to use on future shows.
2: What would you like me to say first of all?
1: Uh, summer, I don't know what what do we want? Bug? um any preferences?
2: Give give me the what are the points
1: that I have to hit?
4: Uh, just the name of the show, Heroes 101 Radio. Uh, I don't know our names maybe. Spectre, rock, I'm bug.
2: <laughs> Spectre, rock. And and what? And bug? And,
4: and bug.
2: Yeah, like B-U-G, like insect? That's it. Okay.
1: <laughs> Eric Moran did one uh, saying, if you're not listening to Heroes 101, you're a chump. <laughs>
2: Which, okay.
0: Pretty
1: <laughs> damn cool, <but laughs> Feel free to add a little bit if, uh, if you're cool with that. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> let me know when to start.
1: Go for it whenever you're ready.
2: How you doing? This is Ruby. Renex, So let me tell you, don't be a zero.
1: Be a hero. And
2: make sure you listen to Heroes 101 Radio with Spectre, Rock, and Bug. Listen
1: now. Oh man, that was awesome. oh, that was great. Ooh,
3: that was, thank that you was very so much. Awesome. Oh my god, thank you. I'll, I'll tell Love you it. if anyone's
1: going to give Eric a run for his
3: money. Did, I I he
1: like, may have just done that.
2: Did you like yeah. that knock uh, right? voice that I just put on?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think uh, I think you could work at a Monster Truck Rally. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Here at the Pontiac Overdome, don't miss out! Monster truck racing right now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, so we we have less than a minute left of this show, which again mm. sucks <laughs> because I could be doing this all night. But you know, I've actually got a flight to Syracuse at six a.m., which sucks even more. So oh. I guess we should wrap up. <laughs> but uh, Ruby, thanks so much, man, for for joining us. It's been a, it's been a blast having you on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. I you. appreciate it. No, thank you uh, for coming on. Yeah, and thanks to, to oh, David thank and Peter and all the, all the new guys in the chat room, our usual uh, chat room guys, Impact and uh, Geek Kyle Radio, and, and everyone else who's come in there tonight. It's been uh, good to have you guys on as well. Hey, do we have time to uh, plug my appearances or are we, are we tapped out? Well, you know what? It, it basically just carries on recording after the uh, 90 minutes is up, and anyone who listens to it on download will be able to, be able to hear this uh, sneaky piece at the end, um, as well as the fact that we'll plug any links that you like on the, uh, the Facebook page. So feel free. All right. If you're still
2: listening, uh, check me out at uh, the following shows. At the uh, Super Mega Fest in, uh, in Marlboro, Massachusetts, Comic Con at Foxwoods, and Saratoga Comic Con, and well, I'm hoping to get uh, I'm in negotiations to talk about getting into Big Apple Con in March in New York City. Hopefully that'll come through. Anyways, check out Planet Ruby on Facebook for uh, all the updates. Planet Ruby on Facebook. Thanks a lot, guys.
1: Nice. Thank, thank you very much, Ben. And uh, we will be back same bat time, same bat channel next week. Thanks for having us. Thanks all for having right, us. Thank you, Thanks, man. Good night, all. You
2: Take care. It. You got
0: it. Later, later. You just watch yourself. We're wanted men. I have the death sentence on... Well, systems...